Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is me, your boy, Big Tasty, joined, as always, by Jay. How's it going, man? Um, I'm alive. <laughs> Very delicate. <laughs> it, was a, it was a big weekend, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was a big weekend. Me and Jay, and actually everyone from, from the podcast, we went to uh, three wrestling shows back to back to back, Thursday to Saturday, and it reminded, well, me in particular, that I'm in my mid-30s now and I can't really do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it hurt. Um, and I didn't even drink anything on the on the middle night either, um, because I was still suffering from the first night. So, yeah, yeah um, we'll get to that later on. We might have a special guest. Um, we might be bringing someone on to help out with the review of, of the GCW TNT shows uh, in the third segment. But we're going to start, as we always do, with some WWE news and some little recaps of the stuff on the televisions. Uh, starting with a, a a big piece of news that's relatively recently broken. It was perfect timing for us. Um, yeah. So this is a big one. During an interview with The Ringer, Triple H himself confirmed that this year's Survivor Series premium live event, obviously, uh, will actually be renamed Survivor Series War Games and will feature two War Games matches. Yeah, you've, you've got to think that the men's one's probably going to be the bloodline versus someone. Yeah. And the women's one, you'd imagine, would be damage control versus someone. Well, that's, that's the other thing he, he said as well in the interview. He said it's not going to be Raw v SmackDown. It's going to be storyline focused. Yeah, which is amazing. Like, that's the best fucking news we could have got. Because Survivor Series was so stupid, wasn't it? It was like, we'll just stop what we're doing for like a month and we'll have this like pointless Raw v SmackDown thing. And then... Yeah, and the They'd do it straight after the draft as well. So it'll be people who just gone to war or just gone to SmackDown. Yeah, so it means nothing like... in the grand scheme of things because they're not yeah. they're not like they don't care about Raw or SmackDown. It's not like a team. They've only just moved there. Like the, it means nothing to them. And and there was no stakes. Like you could have if you're doing Raw versus SmackDown, you could have at least like integrated it into the draft and saying, Oh yeah, like whoever whoever wins gets the first draft bit. One thing I always that. thought. One thing I always saw was um, if you said like the winning brand gets like the last five entries in the rumble or something like that. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Like tie in, like they do because in baseball they do like I don't know if you, if you watch all the baseball. Uh, I don't know if they still do it, but they what they used to do the All Star Game. So it was like the two leagues fight each other in the All Star Game. They'll play each other and the winning team. So the final, the final World Series game is seven games potentially if it goes to seven games. So it's okay. three. It's three games in one. Like ballpark, three games in the other, and then whichever league won the All Star game, they get the, the seventh game at home. All right, okay. So there is like an actual. I don't know. I don't think. I'm not sure if they do it anymore. I think they got rid of it for, for some reasons because it was like statistically like one team always won the All Star game or whatever. But it was it's nice that when when you do these like inter brand things, if they have some sort of like advantage well, somewhere down the line, well, they done it, yeah. But WWE <laughs> just never did anything interesting with it. It was just like oh. Well, um, I mean, there was that one year with NXT and everyone loved it and then they just never did it again. Yeah. The the last time I can remember them doing something like that was like in 2004, maybe. 
or 2005 when they had um, whichever whichever team won would all become GM of uh, Raw for a week. Oh, right. Okay. And then, like, obviously, Triple H's team lost. So everyone basically went, I'm having a title match against Triple H. <laughs> Fair enough. Which was odd, but yeah. Fair. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Survivor Series is just going to be. It's just going to make sense now because they're just going to use, like you say, use the War Games matches to, like you said, one will be the Bloodline versus presumably Drew McIntyre and people. Um, Drew, Kevin Owens. Um, my Cat Moss. And people. No, thank you. Logan uh, Paul. What if they kick Sammy out of the Bloodline beforehand and he comes back and he's in the other team? That'd be good. I, I reckon Sammy will eat the pin in Survivor Series and that's how we'll get kicked out. All right, okay. Yeah. All right then, moving on. More announced matches um, at a recent press conference, very recently actually. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul was officially announced for the upcoming Crown Jewel show in Saudi Arabia. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, they're clearly big on Logan Paul and you can understand why. He's got what He's got what the, the executives would call crossover appeal. Did did you see um what Kofi Kingston said about it? No, no. He said like there's no way he should be as good as he is in with like as little time and like training he's had. Fair. Which, I mean he, he looked yeah. he looked decent at WrestleMania considering this was like, his first match. That that match he had with the Miz at SummerSlam was well better than I anticipated being. Yeah. So he's he's putting the work in, obviously, and he clearly yeah. like he, he's clearly like invested in the product. He's not just here for a paycheck. He's here because he wants to do it. He doesn't need the money. He's here because he wants to, to wrestle. Yeah. So, fair play to him. Like, um, I mean, I don't know how I feel about his third ever match in the WWE ring being for the world title. But, you know. I mean, Cain Velasquez wrestled one match in WWE and it was for a WWE title. True. So, at least it's not quite that bad. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to watch it because fuck Saudi Arabia. But, you know. I'm sure it'll uh, it'll put some butts in seats. I'm, I'm intrigued as to how Triple H approaches these shows because they were getting more and more kind of like canon. Like the first one was like just it was completely inconsequential, and then obviously they had like the Fiend be set for the title there. They had Goldberg the Fiend. Yeah, I think they did. They've changed the title there three times in total. Oh, could do it again. We'll do it again. <laughs> I mean, okay. say what you will, no matter how the how the match goes down, you know Logan Paul's not getting left on the tarmac, is he? No, <laughs> absolutely not. He'll be <laughs> on the fucking press. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right then, move on to a bit of a bit of happy news. Um, Mandy Rose announced on her Instagram account that she and former NXT star—I'll use the word star loosely there uh, Tino Savatelli have gotten engaged. Known spy. Master of Subtlety. So, so yeah, the, the only thing I know Tino Savatelli for is he's the guy who got released by WWE, went to AW for like a cup of tea, found, then AW found out he was leaking their, their tapings back to WWE, and then they sacked him, and then he went back to WWE, and then they sacked him again. Yeah. So he's he had, was, he's, had he the was, ven, he's had the ven for 18 months, put it that way. He was heavily featured in that Breaking Ground documentary that they did on NXT. Um, All right. Yeah, they... they, they he seemed to have quite a lot of stock in him at one point, and then he got a couple of like serious knee injuries, and it was like, yes, yeah, this, this ain't happening. The thing I most remember for is, so he turned up in AW around the same time as Cesar Bononi, and I kept getting them confused, because they're both just kind of bland big guys. 
and you both come from NXT. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, all, all, all power to, to Mandy and Tino. Uh, wish them yeah. all, all the happiness in the world. Congratulations. I'm sure, there's seconds of the internet and I'll furiously typing death threats to Tino so it's only on Twitter. But hey, don't be those guys. Don't do it. No. Right then, next up, um, another bit of bit of bit of negative news here. Uh, Brandon Thurston at WrestleNomics has reported that last week on September sixteenth, there were several layoffs at WWE. Uh, according to Thurston, these were multiple layoffs in the marketing department at VP level. Interesting. Wonder what that wonder what that uh, start will look like. Well, again, it's 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 the sort of theory that a lot of people have had for a while, isn't it? That WWE is sort of like slimming down a bit to make themselves look a bit more attractive to investors or buyers or, or, or anyone who wants to sort of take on the company. Yeah. Uh, Especially now with Vince out of the picture, you think I don't I don't think WWE's ever been as saleable as it probably is now. Yeah, I mean, one thing that's interesting there is it's the marketing department where you think they know in WWE the way they kind of do market themselves, you'd think they'd be putting quite a lot of money into that. Yeah. But, maybe they're just doing it more, Maybe I don't know, maybe they're, maybe they're just changing the way they do things. It's a lot, I know it's a lot more sort of, it's not even, they don't even market so much to fans anymore. So, um, there's a there's a chap who used to work at WWE. He's a, he's a games, he's in the games media in, in sphere. He's called Dan Reichert. He, he does podcasts for video games. Oh yeah, he did the new podcast. He, he did, he did, well, he did the whole WWE podcast, like bubble. He oversaw a lot of that and did a lot of projects. Uh, yeah. He said basically when he would go into meetings in WWE, when he was working there, he said everything they talked about was always like brand synergy, product promotion. Like how can we get like, how can we get Disney in on this? How can we get, you know, um, Pringles or fucking Snickers, or yeah. that—that's where the money is for WWE. That's where they make their big money, which is like a lot of corporate tie-ins and stuff like that. So they don't really need to advertise Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. It's at a crown jewel because it advertises itself. They just need to advertise Slim Jim are going to be promoting SummerSlam. Yeah, you know. So it's it's. I presume I imagine especially this seems like it's it's been pushed a lot more since like Nick Khan's went to the picture as well. Yeah, Nick Nick Khan's um. Isn't isn't he like a TV producer or something? He's, he's, he's definitely got like he's got that sort of eye for it, for like for, for corporate synergy. I think is is what they call it. Yes, yeah, his sister's the producer of Young Rock. I know that. Yeah. Uh, or she's tied to it anyway. And he's him, him and his sister obviously like family friends of the Rock. So I think like he's he's trying to kind of integrate WWE more into like Hollywood and more into like with the select with celebrities and getting brought in and stuff like that. Well, I mean, just look at like Logan Paul, obviously coming in, Bad Bunny coming in you know, a couple of years ago. You know, people who who like, and, and if this is the really upsetting thing is that I'm marketing to people younger than us, which, which is which is quite quite upsetting as a, as someone who's watched wrestling for most of our lives that we're now aging out of the key demographic, which is it's just quite concerning for us. But yeah, it, it's like you're gonna get like Bad Bunny. I didn't even know who he was, but he's like the most listened to Spotify artist of like the last two years. Yeah, and they got him on WWE programming. Like Logan Paul is one of the most, one of the he's got like the biggest podcast in the world. He's one of the most like subscribed YouTubers on the planet. He's at WrestleMania. You know that that's that's how they market nowadays. That's how, that's how they make their money. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Uh, all right then, and we've got one final little bit of news then before we move on to some recaps. Uh, again, a little bit of bad news. Eric of the Viking Raiders has a foot injury, which he sustained during the recent Viking Rules match, and he is out of action indefinitely. Yeah, hopefully back soon. Um, it's a shame because of... they, they were really picking up momentum, <laughs> weren't they? The Viking Raiders. 
finally. Yeah, they repackaged them. They had them beating the new day. Uh, it felt like they were going to be potentially pushing them after the tag titles, but obviously that's not happening now. Just didn't another one of them get injured fairly recently as well, just before they came back? Um, Ivar broke his neck like during the pandemic. Right. Okay. So then, it, like you say, it just after they came back and they, they just started picking up speed here, and like they were, they were like you say, they got a win over the new day and like a big. That match was fun as hell, by the way, as well. It was a really fun yeah, match. It was. Um, and they looked really good in it, and yeah. So hopefully that it's not too big a set, setback, and they'll be back soon, and they'll be a yeah taken. I mean, again, but it's one of them things, isn't it? Like tag team division, just in a dead end now because the bloodline have got all the belts. So yeah, pretty much. Hopefully they can come back and whip the Usos um, and take the belts off them at some point. Right? Okay. Um, Chris, we've got so much to talk about this week. There's no, there's no mid like mid segment songs. We're just going to do songs in between each each bit because we need yeah. all the time in the world to talk about hardcore <laughs> wrestling. Um, yeah, so, we're, so we're going to crack straight in to the Raw recap. Have you? Did you watch? I mean, this feels like about three years ago now because it was like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did. I did watch. It. <laughs> All right, so I'll, again, we'll do the normal thing because I haven't seen this. So I'll just run it through, and you can you can fill in the gaps and color in the lines um, yeah. as, I, as I read it all off. So we start out with Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle doing a little promo. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Rollins was saying he was done with the feud. Pretty sure he gave him a curb stomp at some point. Um, that led into the match with Finn Balor. Yeah, um, so for some reason, Judgment Day come out just out of nowhere to to, to start beef. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think they're basically trying to get Matt Riddle to replace Edge in the feud because they, they've well, they keep trying to write Edge off every week. Mm. So either he's uh, well, they just don't gonna, want. I, I, I think they just don't want Edge wrestling on TV, like for the sake of his health, probably. Possibly, that's probably, 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 probably want to save him, save him for the pay-per-views, and you know, make it make it mean a bit more when he wrestles. Maybe mm. he's had two matches on Raw recently, so. Yeah, yeah, they were his first Raw match in like nine years, weren't they? Eleven, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever it was. Uh, so we, we lead to that match then, and uh, yeah, Finn Balor defeats Matt Riddle, which is a big win for Finn, because Riddle's it, still a top guy, isn't he? Yeah, this was a really fun match as well. Um, they, obviously, these two have had a, a takeover match before. Um, pretty much just Triple H, just rewind the back and going, yeah, let's just, let's just do a match that, again, would be on a takeover. Yeah. Was that when Balor was champion? Uh, no, it was like his first feud back, I think. Oh, right, okay. When he what, when he went back to NXT from from main when roster, he, when he went back and he turned heel, yeah. And it was either his first or second feud. Oh, cool. But yeah, apparently this from everything I heard, this match was pretty good. Oh yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. So yeah, um, Balor wins. Uh, after that, the stereo promo. After not so much. No, uh, you're not a fan of that, no. That was shit. Dominic, I mean, God love to try her, but Jesus Christ, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to write him off because you know he's, he's very, he's only a few years into a career, but yeah, the the, inter- the world of pro wrestling is littered with sons who couldn't quite hold candles to their fathers in the world of pro wrestling. Yeah, um, I I'm, think the- I'm, I'm not saying he's a David Flair, but nice, no, he's, he's he, he can. The thing with Dominic is he can wrestle. He just needs to. Go to NXT for a bit and like. Well, like, this is the mad thing, isn't it? Like he never, he never did developmental. He just went straight into Raw, which mm. just seems utterly bizarre. I mean, hope hopefully, like them putting him with like Finn and Damian Priest, 
and really yeah you've got a few like good minds of the business there maybe they'll kind of help them but yeah, yeah it's it's a bit bit of an odd one like they I think them getting him away from Ray is actually like beneficial for him because well, I'll let him become his own person, won't it? I think because I think he was mm. again they had him doing like the six one nine and they had him like doing all the the Ray spots with Ray and it was like it, it was easy to see him as just like a tribute act to his dad. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is he, he wrestled that John this week's Raw and he he didn't didn't look bad, but the promo itself was. Yeah, it was, not it? Again, that, that just needs to come from experience. He just needs to be sort of given that chance to sort of go and... Because he's, he's in such a, an intense spotlight on the main roster. He doesn't have a chance to like sort of play around with his character and sort of figure out what he wants to be. Yeah, well, uh, they tried something different with it where it was like he was in a dark room and it was like shifting camera angles where at times like his face was on two parts of the camera. It was... Yeah. Bit odd. Me it's fuck it. Just, just have Ray just have Ripley bring around on like a lead or something. <laughs> like fucking gold dust and Luna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make just make just do that. Just just sub it Mysterio for reals. Sub it Mysterio needs to happen. <laughs> right, uh, then moving on moving on. Uh we had again I, I mean this this kind of boggles the mind. So we had damage control defeating Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah to win the tag titles. Yeah, um, the tag titles they probably should have won two weeks ago. I, I, I think no pun intended. Triple H was just doing damage control on this. <laughs> yeah, people were kind of like bothered that they didn't win it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if Aaliyah's injured because they had obviously what happened on SmackDown happened where like Aaliyah wasn't there, but Shotzi yeah. made the same for Raquel. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but I mean, this is this is probably the right call. I think damage control. Yeah. They needed something to sort of establish themselves because they haven't done anything. All they've done is beat a few people up, and they haven't like achieved anything since they came back. Have they? Mm-hmm. Uh, they needed something to like legitimize themselves as as like a, a sort of threat. And they, I mean, as we said a couple of weeks ago, they should have probably won that tournament. But hey, this is the next best thing. Apparently, we'll just yeah, just throw it on them here, and yeah. they can they can take it going forward. Uh, right. Yeah. Then. Uh, speaking of people coming back and making statements, bit of Johnny wrestling. Um, this, this is a banger. Johnny Gargano, to no to nobody's surprise, put on a fucking clinic in his his um read in his main roster debut. Technically, against I mean he's wrestling Chad Gable, so you know obviously it's going to be a good match. Yeah, yeah, these two just went on it for about fifteen minutes. Had a really good match, really good chemistry together. Enjoyable. And again, as we've repeatedly said, it's 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 mad what happens when you just let good wrestlers go out and wrestle for like fifteen minutes, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, this is like the the best thing that's like kind of come of Triple H's Raw is that he's just letting people like wrestle. Like when he's I used not... to, when I used to type up the notes for like the Latham Vince days, it was like three minute match, five minute match, three minute match, five minute match. Now it's like fifteen minute match, ten minute match, eight minute match. Yeah. It's just it feels like everything's just got more room to breathe. Like the wrestlers have got more time to express themselves. You get guys like yeah, Johnny Gargano. He's he's a he's a fine promo, but he does his storytelling in the ring with his wrestling. Yeah, and that's how if you, when you book Johnny Gargano, that's how you book him well by letting him have these matches where he can do his stuff bell to bell and actually have time to get get his point across. Which I mean, I just I, I have fear over what a Johnny Gargano main roster Vince McMahon would have been. It would have been fucking awful. 
well, he, he said he said the part of him coming back was because Vince was gone. Yeah, I mean, fair. So, you know, um, yeah, then after that we had the Theory and Owens promo, which... Yeah, I mean, you, you, you want to talk about a man who's got a new lease of life since, um, oh, since Vince left, and then talk about Kevin Owens. The, this this promo was outstanding. Like, it really was. Uh, Kevin Owens basically comes out and says the theory, like, yeah, you've got money in the bank. Until you cash it in, you're just a joke. Like, you just need to be more serious and just, like, slap theory across the face, and then they have, like, a big brawl. Um, Fair. They're, they're, they're having a match on Raw this week. Do it, you cowards. Let Kevin Owens win the briefcase off. Yeah, and then have him cash in on Roman and win. Oh, mate, I would fucking explode. I would, I would start watching again if that happened. It, it definitely feels like Kevin Owens is being primed to be Roman's like next challenger, probably at Extreme Rules. All right, if Kevin Owens win, <laughs> wins a title off Roman, I will start watching Raw again. There you go, official. He, he won't. I know. That's why. That's why I'm saying it could be confidence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All about the Cody verse. Right. Next up, again talking about matches that under Vince would have went about three minutes, but under Triple H, you get to go for like ten. Uh, Bianca Belair defeats Sonya Deville. Yeah, this was really good. Um, Bianca just basically issued an open challenge. Sonya Deville come out. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, they, and they went. They went ten minutes. Another really good match. Again, who'd mm-hmm. have thought? <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, and followed up with Omos. I mean, we, we can't we, we can't save everyone, can we? You know, some people have got to fall by the wayside. Yeah, the magic only works on so many people. We can do it for KO. We, we can do it for Johnny Gargano. We can't do it for Omos, mate. He's he's, he's beyond saving. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that that was a match that happened. Um, and after this, we got Dexter Loomis. Basically breaking into Mrs. House. Well, I've just put here Loomis um, wants Mrs. Kids. Yeah, it was weird. So like Loomis, like M- Mrs. sat on like the couch and like he did like a parent shot where Loomis was looking through the window. Then when we went back, he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and then like Miz was ju- Miz and Maurice were going to some film premiere or something. Uh, and as Miz and Maurice leave, like. The house is he just basically put his kids to bed. Um, was there an adult watching them or were the kids by themselves because his kids are quite young? The, oh no, the, the, he had like a, a nanny watching them. So, what you're telling me is so is, is Dexter Loomis ghost face from Scream? Yes, because of his ability to just get into houses. Yeah, I mean, what the way he did it, like to be fair, Miz and Maurice didn't shut the front door because the camera crew were following them. Shut the front door. Like, it's, it's obviously the so, so you just ghosted it in. Uh, and he had a picture of like Miz's family that he'd drawn. Well, oh, good. That's not creepy. No. Fair enough. I mean, again, it's it's. I'm kind of intrigued by where this is all going. It, it's it's. I hope it's building. I hope it's actually got a plan and an endpoint, and it's not just you know your standard WWE fly by night. Like we'll write it, we'll, we'll book it while it's happening, sort of writing. I hope they've got an, an actual destination for this because I'm really intrigued to see where it goes. It does feel like, to be fair. For now, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm on board with this. Like, if it starts to spin its wheels and it starts to go around in circles, then I'll start getting concerned. But for now, mm. it's all good. <laughs> and then yeah. finally, we go to the main event. Uh, this is a match. So there was there was some sort of promos throughout the night, sort of 
the, the throw the night building up to this. This was Edge versus Dominic Mysterio. Um, there was a lot of like Rey Mysterio begging Edge not to go through with the match because you know even though Dominic's a piece of shit now, he still Rey still loves him. Uh, and Edge is like, no mate, you kick me in the dick. I'm not having this. I'm going to put your boy down. Yeah, um, he didn't. Um, Judgment Day get involved after it was a relatively competitive match actually. Like Edge, oh, right, okay. Edge, um, Edge controlled early on. Uh, Dominic kind of like capitalized on Rhea distracting Edge, and um, then the brawling. Uh, as as they say, uh, Edge won by DQ. Uh, after the match, Judgment Day put a chair around Edge's leg. Well, no, put Edge's leg onto a chair and then Finn Balor crew the grad, isn't he? All right, okay. So again, the, the, right. again, you're thinking of maybe giving Edge a, an house to get off TV here um, if he needs to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe I'll come back at Survivor Series. Sound. Uh, right, good roll overall, you reckon? Give it yeah, a, give fine. A, give it a thumbs up. Yeah, it was thumb, thumb middle. It was okay. Yeah, middle middle to like sort of like a sort of two o'clock thumb, like sort of not quite. Not yeah, quite, yeah. Right, so yeah, uh, seven out of ten. All right, fair enough. That's, I mean, that's kind of decent. Considering where Raw was the last year or so, that's that's not bad going at all. Yeah. Uh, right then, we'll move on to SmackDown. Uh, so SmackDown starts off with uh, the Logan Paul promo. Um, he comes out. Is this before or after the match was officially announced? Before. Right. So okay. Logan Paul called out Roman to meet him in a press conference the following day and he was kind of like alluding to the fact that he wanted the title match but he never yeah because at, at one point he basically says what if I challenge Roman Reigns and what if I beat him um, that's part of the promo yeah. wasn't it he's basically, um, and I saw, I saw a little bit of this and from what he's saying is basically right he shouldn't beat Roman because Roman's a better wrestler than him he's more experienced but in a match he's got he's got a puncher's chance basically one lucky shot and he's yeah. and he's got him. And what if he pins him again? It's just it's just like a oh, what if I do? What if I do pin Roman? Do, do you really think? Do you think Logan Paul could be the face in this feud, or do you think the fans will reject him and cheer for for, for Roman? I think the fans have already rejected them. Like, <laughs> um, as much as they're trying to make Logan Paul a face, they just just ain't working. No. Um, Heyman came back in this as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Good to see Paul Heyman back. Um, he. It, it wasn't on the actual show properly, but uh, did you see it going around Twitter? He knocked over uh, Michael Cole's drink. Yes. And Michael Cole like, turned around, so Paul Heyman like, just like spilled the whole thing. Yeah, he just poured the whole <laughs> thing over the desk. <laughs> so that was great. Uh, so also, Coe was here as well. Nice to see him getting involved. Um, yeah. And yeah, the Usos are here. Sami Zayn's here. Obviously, Sami Zayn is still like the, the sort of a blade of shielding for the bloodline. Whenever someone's got to take a shot, it's always Sami th- jumping on the grenade, which I, I love. I love him in that role. He's he's really good fun. Yeah. Yeah, when, when he eventually turns face on the bloodline, he's going to be stupidly <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Sami Zayn, uh, next up, he had a match with Ricochet. Um, and again, yeah. again, w- when you let good wrestlers wrestle, good things happen. Again, who, who could possibly have foreseen this? Yeah, to the surprise of absolutely no one, Sami Zayn and Ricochet had a banger. Yeah, absolute <laughs> ga- a gasp, Doc. If mm-hmm. fair, um, any, any, anything stand out about the match you want to talk about? Um, I've only seen the highlights of it. Oh, fair, I, I didn't get a chance to watch SmackDown this week. Yeah, no, yeah, the match apparently match was really, really good. All right, then yeah. next up, we have uh, Braun Strowman annihilating maximum male models. The way this was shot was fantastic. Really? So, yeah, like the, the way they did it was 
fair, well, first off, we got another LA Knights um, where like Max Dupree said, we're in Anaheim, that's not far from LA, and then he just kind of like paused and went off in his own little world. And Maxine like just kind of like shook him back out of it. Um, and then they had Maxi maximum male models doing their back to school collection. And as they're doing like the catwalk bronze music kits, and both of them like looking down the camera, both their faces just drop. <laughs> and then Braun like just like plows through them. Um, yeah, re- really well shot. Um, this this is the bronze Strowman who claims that he hasn't worked anywhere in between his two stints in WWE. Why do people lie? <laughs> he's back, he's controlling his narrative. It's all fine. Yeah. Um after that, Chad Gable comes out with Alfred yeah. Academy and they, they sort of cha- they sort of challenge Braun, they sort of beat him up a bit. And then like the second just sort of ends a bit weirdly and like a bit awkwardly apparently. Like, so they beat Braun down, then he gets back up and he's like, Yeah, come on, let's go, and then it just cuts to commercial. Yeah, I was to say a world strong slam on him, Braun just knows all the Yeah. Um, so obviously the building towards Brombiotas, aren't they? That's going to be the big, the big match. Yeah, sure. Hey, it'll be a thing. It'll be all right. It'll be a thing. Uh, next up, then we got a damage control promo. Yeah, uh, just bragging about winning titles. Yeah, uh, leads Raquel to come out. Yep, and then Bailey beats Raquel. Bailey beats her quite soundly. Uh, Shotty comes and makes the save. Well, then that you again. It's the, your theory now that Aaliyah might be injured. Yeah, it's just weird that Aaliyah wasn't there at all. Yeah. So either she's injured or Triple H has gone, yeah, she's not very good. <laughs> she's yeah. either injured or too shit for TV. But both feasible. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Next up then, again, we should talk about awkward sort of trying to make people faces awkwardly. Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. So they have a little promo off here. Um, Liv Morgan... I, lo- I like Liv Morgan. Got a lot of time for Liv Morgan. The way they've booked her is fucking terrible. And they're trying to present her as a face when she's basically just cheated to win the belt on like the last three occasions. Yeah, she was even heelish in this in this like package as well, where she was she kind of took over the interview and she was like, oh, yeah, I am the only person to ever beat you more than once. And I, I think Ronda's going to kill her. Yeah, I mean, I'll cheer for Liv Morgan over Ronda Rousey any day of the week, but it would be nice if. Liv loses because Shayna costs her. Mm. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they went down the road of making Liv heal and having Shayna as like a heavy. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Just okay. like a little bit. Uh right then next up, it's Solo Sokoa defending the NXT North American title against Mad Cat Moss. Yeah. Um yeah, it's a good kind of moment for solo, isn't it? It's the way yeah. to get it. Is this his, was this his main roster debut in ring? No, he wrestled Drew last week. Yes, he did. Sorry. Um, well, this was his, this was his first win on main. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just a good way to yeah, get. He's, he's all right, isn't he? He's pretty good. Yeah, he's good solo. Like him. Yeah. My Cat Moss is there. Yeah. My, my Cat Moss was also there. Yeah. Um, and then the main event, we have a four-way tag team match to determine the number one contenders. So we have Imperium, Hit Row, The New Day, and The Battling Brutes. The Brawling Brutes. Brawling Brutes. I just wrote, it didn't say I just wrote it down. It, it was some stupid like that. The Brawling Brutes. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, the Brawling <laughs> Brutes. Basically, what if Pete Dunne got obsessed with Peaky Blinders for a bit and also Rich Holland is there? I mean, that that was pretty much what like British Strong Style was. Yeah, yeah, but what if we like what if we like fuck off Tyler Bates and replace him with Ridge Holland? Yes, 
and front seven with Seamus. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we could make it worse all around. But I, mean, I like Seamus, but yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, but um, really fun match. So this is Imperium. They've, they've renamed both of Imperium now, which is just is fucking insane. Yeah, well, weirdly, they try to repackage Fabian Eichner to kind of be like an Italian aristocrat party boy guy. Giovanni Yeah. And then they just went, well, actually, we'll just bring him back up and put him in Imperium. Yeah, with Ludwig Kaiser, I believe. Yeah. And then we can have then we can have them as a trio. Yeah. Uh, hit Rogan to them getting getting some in-ring action as well. Um, yeah, there was that cool spot where uh, Top Dollar did like a... Um, World's strongest slam with like Pete Dunham Woods on his shoulders and then yeah. World's slam Kofi. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, a new day with were there as well. Um, the Brawling Brutes pick up the win though. Um, Pete Dunn and and Rich Holland are going to go fight the the bloodline. Weird that the the way they picked it up though, like Imperium hit the Euro bomb on somebody. Um, I forget who it was. I think it might have been Kofi or Woods. Um, and then like Ridge just kind of run in through both of Imperium out the ring and then just pinned yeah. whoever was legal to pick up the win. Hey, um, it was a fun enough match. It was it was a proper hectic. Yeah. There was loads of shit going to the outside and everything, loads of diving and all sorts of good stuff. There was a there was a lot of uh, stare downs between Seamus and Gunther as well. Yes, that's that's not that's not done, is it, by any strict imagination? Oh no. Absolutely not. Smashing, right? That's it for SmackDown. Um Again, decent enough show. Again, it's 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 nice that WWE sort of settled on that sort of like seven out of ten like level now, where it used to be like a lot worse. Yeah, it's it's just good that they've got like continuity. Yeah. Again, yeah, just all, all, you don't need anything spectacular. Does you don't need like AEW style five star matches every week. You just need consistent storylines, consistent booking, and, and and like giving the wrestlers a bit of time in the ring. That that's the, that's the magic recipe for for WWE right now, isn't it? And it's it's working. Yeah. Just baby steps to get it, get the mic back into into like the groove. Yeah. Uh, right then, we'll wrap up WWE there. We'll have a quick break. If you're listening to us on Jack's Radio, and as we always say, if you're not, you should, because not only do you get this top draw wrestling chat, you also get some banging banging tunes uh, in the breaks. And this time, you're going to be having some Papa Roach, some Blood Brothers, and Red Flag by Billy Talent. Oof, what a treat! And we are back. Okay, we're going to run straight in to AEW. I'm going to hit you some AEW news straight up first, and then we'll re- recap Dynamite and Rampage. So first off, uh, again, relatively recently breaking news concerning a, a pay-per-view. Uh, Fightful Select are reporting that AEW Revolution 2023 will take place at the Cow Palace in San Francisco. Uh, this is interesting. It's the first, I think it's the first uh, AEW show, a pay-per-view to be done on the West Coast. Yeah, I mean they've done they've done um they've done two in like Vegas, haven't they? But yeah, it's not the coast. It's just the West, like California. Eh? Um, yeah, California. it's also the first. It's also the first wrestling event to be held at the Cow Palace since New Japan Pro Wrestling's G One Special in twenty nineteen. Wow, that is huge. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Uh, again, it's. No, 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 sort of, no, no, sort of confirmation of dates. I mean, it's normally like sort of late February, early March, isn't it? Sort of around that sort of time. Yeah, it's usually the first weekend of March, isn't it? Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's good to see AEW heading back out to the West Coast. I know because if, if the feeling is like they run Chicago an awful lot, they run New York an awful lot, like these the sort of East Coast cities and the mid the sort of Midwest. It's nice to get out to the to the West Coast every now and because the fans there are like feral when they get there because they're like really um, starved for the product as opposed to some of the yeah. like some of the territories. Imagine, imagine when they get to England. Oh man, I mean, if if this week I mean to go by, you bring American talent to England, the fans go fucking wild. Yeah. I couldn't talk yesterday. No, same. <laughs> I, I, I was a mess yesterday. Still on though. Uh, right then, keep following on. Um, some Kenny Omega news. Uh, keep on his Keeping It One Hundred podcast. Conan confirmed that Kenny Omega has been pulled from the Triple A, Triple Mania, Triple X show. Jesus, that's a lot of triples. Uh, on October fifteenth, due to his ongoing AEW suspension. Yeah, it's interesting that they think he's going to still be suspended by that point. Yeah, so that's like yeah. nearly a month from now. Um, they reckon he's still going to be suspended. Or maybe they just don't want to advertise him if he's suspended. I don't know. Um, interestingly, so this apparently Conan said basically AEW won't let him travel for the show. It's not. It's an AEW command, basically. Yeah, but basically they've got to they've got to approve all of his like outside bookings and the books as well. Yeah, and while they're suspended, they said no, nah, you can't. It's Interestingly, uh, Christopher Daniels was also supposed to be on the show, and he, but he's for, for a separate reason. He's coming to Heat Comic and other. Yeah, yeah, because he was wrestling in all Japan last night, wasn't he? Yeah. Speaking about AW stars in Japan, also there's an, an, an image circulating on the internet of Kenny Omega in Japan um, at a games event or like a TV spot, and you can see a bite mark on his arm. Yes, which is fucking wild. So, if you're wondering whether or not A Steel really did bite Kenny Omega, then the answer is probably yes. Yeah, apparently, uh, Fightful put like a massive info dump about the whole thing, like chronologically this weekend, and they said like people were saying the bite on his arm was disgusting. Jesus, yeah. When we first saw her, so yeah, A Steel, top top nasher, A Steel, federal A Steel. Uh, right next up um, I haven't put any information like specifics on the post here but we'll talk about because we both read it uh, Malachi Black has posted a lengthy statement about his current circumstances on the internet yeah um, we won't go into this too much because he's well part of it was him saying can you respect my privacy which of course like yeah. um, and he basically said he, he was unhappy that um, he was unhappy that allusions of his mental health issues which he's already kind of spoke about before at length, um, are like being made and that it, it should have been conversations that remain private with him and it, whoever it was made with. Which, I mean, if, if you, not to speculate too much, but you'd think like those conversations would be, at, would be had with like higher ups in AEW. Yeah. Um, so, it doesn't bode well for them if he's like he said something and then it's got out to the media. Um also he, he never elaborated whether he'd been released. Not no. that it matters. He, he just said what everything you've read is probably not the entire truth. Yeah. Uh, and he did and say that he, he had to wait until this point to make this statement because of sort of finishing up a bit of business between himself and AW's legal team and sort of like not not legal but like you have to make sure that everything was up board before you could talk about it. Yeah. 
but he didn't. He didn't say officially. Like he'd asked. He didn't say that. He, he said he'd asked. Recently. He didn't say whether he had been released. He, he went into a lot of personal stuff, which we want to talk about. It's it's some heavy shit though in the um that he's been dealing with, and, and on top of stuff we already know about like his back injury and like the pain he's been in, like physically. Uh, but he has said that he does. He's he hopes to to not. You know, he does have to come back to wrestling at some point. Yeah. But he doesn't know how long that's going to be. He says he needs. He's been doing this for like twenty-two years, and he just needs some time to like realign himself and sort everything out. And that's absolutely fair enough. He he should take as much time as he needs to get himself where he needs to get to. Hundred percent. He's the most important person to like to look after himself right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if 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 Malachi Black is taking some time away from the ring, someone who could be make, take, making their way back to the ring before too long is Jeff Hardy. Um, Dave Meltzer reported that Jeff Hardy may be returning to AEW soon, claiming that Jeff is, quote, expected to be out of rehab soon and back in the ring. Uh, this was seemingly confirmed by his brother Matt, who claimed that fans are close to meeting the new Jeff. Yeah. Um, again, hopefully he's not rushing himself back. Hopefully he's got all his stuff in order and he's all right. That's the main thing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Not whether, yeah. not whether he's back, just you just want Jeff Hardy to be all right, don't you? You know, he, everyone. Yeah. He, he's he's a he's a beloved figure. Like we've all grown up watching him. We've spent our whole lives. He's been like a constant for our entire wrestling lives. He's been doing. He spent most of that doing insane nonsense. Um, you know, he's probably had a, a more painful <laughs> career than most people. But you just want you just want him to be in a good place mentally, physically, and yeah, able to do what he wants to do. Yeah, especially because prior to like him him going to rehab, he did seem to be like really enjoying himself when you see like. It goes on in BT and stuff like that. So hopefully you can kind of get back get back into that groove of things and not into like any of his demons. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully he can find a way to to still exist in the wrestling world whilst st- staying away from, from yeah, like you say, the, the things that trouble him. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's been his problem for a long time, hasn't it? Like he's fine when he's away from wrestling, but then as soon as he gets back in on the road, that's when it also sort of starts to fall apart a little bit. But if you yeah. can get to a place now where he can he can sort of you know maintain a, a sort of clean lifestyle in this environment, then that's that's what you really want. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Ratio. Um, we'll move on to the dynamite recap then. Um, so first, I mean this this was this was a big a big episode of dynamite. It had a lot of a lot of a lot of connotation moving forward. Some big big matches. Uh, first one off the cuff: John Moxie and Sammy Guevara. Semi-final for the AEW Tournament of Champions, I believe it was called, or Championship Tournament, or something like that. Um, yeah. Bloody hell, what a match this was! Yeah, um, Mox did exactly what we said he was going to do, and he ended Sammy. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he beat the ever-loving shit out of them. Yeah, yeah, um, made them with the paradigm shift to pick up the win. Yeah, it was a really fun match. Um, it went quite long, really, really quite long. Uh, Sammy got some some good near falls in as well. Mox was going deep into the bag as well. He pulled out a seatbelt later on, which, which popped, popped us both. Yeah. Which was nice. Um, there was a point where he was, because he, he kept trying to like tap, choke Sammy out and he couldn't quite get it done. Like Sammy just, he just wouldn't tap. So Mox was getting a bit frustrated there. But yeah, I'd say eventually he hit the Death Rider and uh, yeah, there was no escaping that. Did he kick out with GTH as well? Probably. I think I'm pretty sure he did. It is Mox. He's... Yeah. 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 Super, super fun match. Um, yeah, really, really good fun. Um, Moxie advances again, as, as we all expected. Uh, next up, 
MJF. Oh, sorry, we need to talk very briefly as well. There was um, a bit in the match where Ty kicked Mox in the dick. Yes. And then Renee tweeted on uh, her to stay away from him, man, which was hilarious. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And enjoyed Mo- that. Mo- reprimanding Bryce for missing it. Yeah. That was great. Uh, next up, MJF comes out. He cuts a promo quite heavily on John Moxley, um, which was really good. Again, it was it was so he has to be. He can't go all in on Moxley, can he? Because like you know, because he, he starts off by saying, "Oh yeah, you know, you used to drown your demons in, in booze and all this," and the crowd like giving him pure heat. And then he and then he has to sort of turn around, and be like, "Yeah, okay, but well, you beat those demons. Well done. Um, you know, you conquered them." But and then he, he sort of spins it and says, "Yeah, but I'm the demon that you can't." Conquer basically. I'm your demon. Yeah, which I I really enjoyed this. It was it was much less cheap heat MGF. It was much more like cerebral. Yeah, um, I I think they've done a really good job of pivoting away from CM Punk and MJF to MJF and well MJF and Moxley. But then I think that that might not be the title match we get. They just left enough of the door open because this was a, a heavy Mox promo, like a lot of folks on Mox team from MJF, which you, you'd think might give away the, the winner of the tournament. But then he also just left a little bit in at the end about whether it's Jericho Danielson as well, and he sort of he sort of kept it open. But I yeah. think even if even if Moxie doesn't win the belt, they can they can run this feud down the line with what the, the groundwork they built here. They can do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they also uh, introduced them. Um... Fame, yes, he did. Yeah, so the, 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 and, and this was interesting as well. Um, so the firm came out and they basically, Stokely Hathaway basically said, Yeah, I'm, I'm one of MTF's friends, I've known him for years. He actually put these guys together for him when he needs him. We're going to be there for him, however, when when he's not, you're not going to see us all together. We're just going to be doing our own thing, yeah, which was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it kind of it kind of added like a bit of menace to them in the sense that when they're together, you know, shit's going to go down. Yeah, when they all get together, you know, oh fuck, yeah, someone's fucked up here. Like this is this is serious time. And then he ran everyone down. And that was the, the the meme image of him just hooking Mar- uh, William Morrissey, and Morrissey just not looking asked. Yeah, it was was yeah. great. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, Lee Moriarty as well. Uh, he indicated that he wants a pure title. Mm-hmm. So let's let's do it. Let me Lee Moriarty versus Danny Garcia. Let's fucking go. Yeah, boy. Uh, and then the, the other big one, Ethan Page, wants the Atlanta, cha- Atlanta Championship. Yeah. Um, the Ass Boys are also there. The Ass Boys are also there. Um, yeah. That makes Ethan Page feel pretty cool as well, like pretty big in all of this. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm calling out Pac. Was... I mean, why would you do such a thing? Yeah. Instantly choosing violence. <laughs> Why would you invite death upon yourself? I don't understand why. I don't understand why you made that call. Uh, right. Next up, we had uh, Jungle Boy had an open contract. He just wanted to fight someone to just you know get his get his all his rage out. Uh, yeah. upste- up steps Jay Lethal to, to donate his body for this one. Yeah, um, I had the fear that Jay Lethal was going to be Jungle Boy a few times in this. <laughs> it did because um, the, the, the the fuckery was in full effect. You had like Satnam and Sanjay, you know, running around causing. Ruckuses, but no jungle boy managed to um he taps in and enters into the snare trap. Yeah. Yeah, he does. So yeah, that was uh that was lovely. Good fun. Um always nice to see clearly to get beat and always nice to see Jungle Boy get a win. So, you know. Yeah. Um next up <laughs> we are introduced backstage to internet sensation Luigi Primo. He make it the pizza. He make it the best pizza. Uh except like <laughs> 
three seconds into his promo, Ethan Page just takes his head off with a hellacious big booth. Yeah, and then Dan Housen. Well, Alex Alex Marvez makes this segment for me because he just like screams like Ethan, like, why did you do that? Yeah, it was the fact that Alex Marvez was like, Oh yeah, we're we're in New York. Um so let's let's get a taste of the best pizza in New York. Yeah. So if you haven't seen him, Luigi Primo, he's this wrestler who wrestles on the Indies, um, and he basically just wrestles while spinning pizza though at the same time. Yeah, and it's incredible. He's, he's brilliant. He well, make it. He make it the best pizza. He does make it the best pizza. Um. So yeah, after Ethan Page, like sort of kicks, um, Luigi. He's like, why did you do that? And he's basically like, because well, no one else around here takes this, this place seriously. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna. He, he's basically doing the thing. I'm gonna kill all the all the. Stupid wrestlers, sort of thing, isn't he? Like, I want to, I won't be able to take me seriously. I won't be able to take wrestling seriously. So then, Dan Housen walks in. and He's like, "Oh, hi, you going? How's it going?" And they're, they're really good friends in real life. They do a lot of vlogging together. And Ethan Page tries desperately not to laugh at this point. Yeah, just Dan Housen calling you on every time. Just gets him. And then Ethan Page is like, "Right, well, seeing as what does he said something like seeing as how I want to take out the king or something, I need to start with the jester." And so basically, basically. He basically implies that he wants to fight Danhausen next week, and then he walks off. And then um, Danhausen's like, "Oh yes, we'll, I'll help you. We'll get that jester." And then he sort of realizes that he means him, and he's like, "Oh, oh, yeah." <clears throat> Danhausen does a concern. Yeah, it's just sort of it dawns him his, his previously best mate's going to kick his face off um, next week on or this week on Rampage. So yeah, really, really fun little. I mean, we, we spent far too much time talking about this relative to how long it lasted, but fuck it, this this popped this popped the shit out of me. The segment I really loved it. Hey, Luigi Primo got a massive pop. He got he got such a huge pop. It was great because uh, it, it wasn't on the TV. Was it? It, it was on Alex Marvez, and it sort of panned to the right, and he was just stood there like spinning his pizza. Yeah, <clears throat> it was great. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, so that was really really fun. Um, next up, um, top betrayer Will Hobbs annihilates Matty Martino in about two minutes. Yeah. Um, just that spine bust to make the spine bust is his soul out of his body. Yeah. And doesn't does Ricky attack him? Or am I imagining that? Yeah, he comes out of the crowd and just cuts promo. Yeah, that's it. Then you Ricky come out. Yeah. Come see what happened. So that's happening on Grand Slam next week. They're gonna they're going together again. They're gonna run it back. Yeah, boy. Ricky's coming for his win back. Yeah, hope so. Next up, then, um, uh, talk about a surprise banger. Like I didn't know this match was happening until it happened. Uh, Swerve and our glory take on the Lucha Bros for the tag titles. Yeah, this was awesome. This match was silly good. It was oh my god! It was just I mean it was it was Swerve, Swerve is on fire at the moment, isn't he? he? The man can do no wrong. Big bastard energy, Swerve. He's so uh, so he's so 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 good. Penta hitting Keith Lee with a Canadian destroyer was something I didn't know I'd ever see. That was unbelievable. So yeah, there was a spot where like Penta jumped off Phoenix's back and somehow hit a Canadian destroyer on Keith Lee, which was just nonsense. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, so some other fuckery. A lot, a lot of jumping around, a lot of diving through. I think everyone did a tope at some point in this match. Yeah. Um, and then it ended with was it Keith Lee hitting the BBC on Penta? Uh, yes, yes, it was. Yeah, uh, again. but after the match, after the match, Max Caster comes out. The acclaimed come out. This is how pissed off the acclaimed are. Max Caster cuts his own music. He doesn't want to rap. Yeah, he does and, anyway. Well, he does a bit. Of, he does a bit of like sort of freestyle, doesn't he? Like a bit of a yeah. without music. 
Uh, a couple of a couple of um, nice little moments in this. He he, he refers to um, what's it? Bowen says he's, they're going to beat Keith Lee and Swerves, Drake and Drake and Josh looking asses. Yeah. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that. And uh, was it Max tells 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 Swerves to roll Keith Lee to Arthur Ashe? Yeah, the, I think the acclaimed are in danger. <laughs> I think I, I think the acclaimed think are going to be my, dripping in gold myth after after next week. Yeah, I think so too. I wouldn't be surprised. They've got the limited yeah. edition. They've got these special limited edition shirts, uh, which you can only buy at Grand Slam. The um, the Sizzle cool. shirts. Yeah. Nice. Those shirts you yeah. were on on Dynamite. Yeah. So yeah, they they, they look they, they the acclaimed feel massive right now. They really do, don't they? Yeah, it feels it feels time, doesn't it? If if it's not happening now, then you you miss you you're gonna miss the moment. I think. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it's it's one of them. It's like normally when it's this telegraphed. AW just does the right thing and puts and does it anyway, and it's still good, it's still awesome. Yeah, like so, you know, other promotions like historically, like Impact or places like that, they they'd swerve it for the sake of swerving it. But, yeah, I think uh, I think it's time, isn't it? Yeah, everyone's everyone can see it coming, but you've just I think you've just got to go with it, and we feel like yeah, yeah. You know what this just this just makes sense. Um, right, next up, also having that match though will will definitely make you feel big. Yeah, and also you can say, look, the acclaimed haven't wrestled for a few weeks <laughs> since the last match, whereas uh, Swim and Keith Lee had this hell- hellacious match on Dynamite this week, which took a lot out of them. Yeah, so yeah. it sort of protects them a little bit. Uh, I think I think we can see the full on split of of Swerve and Keith Lee during this match as well. I think you, we could be in a, a sort of situation where Swerve might want to cheat, Keith Lee might not want to. There might be a bit of miscommunication that could open up an opportunity for the acclaimed. Yeah, yeah, of course. So there's, there's, uh, a lot of way, there's a lot of ways they can get Swerve and Keith Lee out of this and keep them both protected. Yeah, there, there was also another like building block to another match where uh, Pack was backstage making angry Pack noises. Yeah, and uh, Orange cast the Orange punched them off camera. That was the worst looking Orange punch I've ever seen. It was like a it was like a comedy arm. I think it was meant to look a bit shit. A comedy arm just sort of comes into the camera and Pack just falls over and. Is supposedly out cold, but with his eyes open, which was kind of a bit odd. Yeah, but yeah, Orange Cassidy again, like slightly, slightly more like not he. I'm not saying he's heelish, but slightly more sort of fired up, slightly more like. Well, him and Packer like known enemies, aren't they? Yeah, but it's nice seeing like an Orange Cassidy who gives like no fucks. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Uh, what's also interesting was the women's tag match. So this was Britt Baker and Serena Deeb versus Tony Storm and Athena. Going into this match, obviously, Britt, the big story is Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter aren't talking to each other, haven't spoke since the pay-per-view. Uh, so Britt recruited Serena as her sort of stand-in tag partner. Then, I don't know if it's a storyline or if it's actually real. She either is injured like legitimately or, or wasn't medically cleared. or storyline thing. She got um, she got beat up in storyline, didn't she? But I don't know whether that was yeah. just Brit being a, a a heel or whether she actually couldn't wrestle and they had to fill it in with Athena. Yeah, I think it might have been just a way to get Athena into the match, to be honest. Yeah. So the whole point is Brit beats up Sheeda because if um Tony Storm if Brick can't have her first choice partner, Tony Storm can't have her first choice partner. Uh, but Athena's a an excellent replacement anyway, so it's fine. A really, really fun match. Everyone looks really good yeah. in this. Uh, Athena especially gets I think she gets a lot of time to shine in this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really did. Um, and then after the match, we got a 
Rich we'll, trying to... we'll talk about the ending first because it's a it's a big it's a bit of a little bit of a shock. Um, mm. So Serena and Britta are sort of working the this working the sort of heel angle. Obviously, they're the the bad guys, and the ref's distracted by Rebel, I think. And then yeah. um, Serena throws Tony Storm towards the ropes. Britt hits her in the face with a chair, and then Serena just pins her and wins. Yeah, um, which feels like a and... big moment. Like Serena pins the women's champion. Does does. Uh, I'm quite surprised they had Tony take a pin that soon after winning the belt. Yeah. Um. We did. We did get um Jamie come out after the match as well. We did. We got angry chair Jamie. So Britt's about to go wild with a chair. Jamie runs out, takes the chair up Britt, and then she just starts hitting uh, Tony instead. She's still. I like yeah. this. She's still a heel. She's not turning face. She's still a heel. She just doesn't want to be with Britt. She's not with Britt anymore. Hmm. Which is which is fine. I think you need to keep a heel to have a fight, Tony. Eventually. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think Jamie's over enough though. They could turn her face. She got a she got a big pop when she came out. Yeah, true. And she got a big pop at the pay per view as well. I mean, she was she was the fan favorite in that in that four way match. Yeah. So anyway, this, this this again they spun this off as well. So they announced after this match that on Grand Slam next week they're going to have a Britt Baker, Serena, Tony, and Athena in a four way for the title. Yeah. So that's fun. That's Tony that's Storm's good. first title defense, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Really. Um, right, and then we'll take it on to the main event. Um, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. Like, Jesus Christ, what a match this was. Banging. This was so... Again, this is the type of match, with all due respect to the man, I didn't think Jericho had this match in him. No, I think with Danielson's style, though, he can get like that kind of a match out with like, an older opponent. Like He had a similar match with um, Suzuki as well. Yeah. Um, it was it was very chop heavy at the start. Um, it sort of progressed. Jericho looking for the for the line tamer. Well, it was Jericho quite a bit locking it in. Um, there was that beautiful moment where Jericho was putting it had Danielson down. He was giving him the, the elbows to the neck, and Dan- Danielson sort of like started like Regal was on commentary and he was calling it. He started like stiffened his neck up and he sort of like sort of like focused through it. And then they they cut to like the other camera, and you could see the AW title. And then Danielson was just looking directly at it as he was like weathering yeah. these weathering these shots to the neck. It looked incredible. Like he was like he sort of focused in on his goal. He was like, no, no, you're not stopping me here. And then like Jericho just lets him go. Danielson stands up, and then Jericho just like does his like sad Jericho face, and he, he just says, "Oh, come on, what what, what more do you want me to do?" Yeah. And then, then Danielson just murders. Him. Yeah, um, it really feels like Danielson's time, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, if if you if you want to talk about like. A path through the tournament. If Danielson beats Mox next week, spoiler: Danielson wins here. If Danielson beats Mox next week, um, and he actually taps Jericho out as well to the um, is it the label lock? Yeah, it's the label lock. Um, if if and then Jericho tapping, that's that's a that's a collect item as well. Not a lot of people do that. Um, if Dan if Danielson beats Mox next week, he's beaten Moxley, Jericho, and Hangman on the way to the title. Yeah. Which it not that he needs it, but it instantly kind of like yeah, but that like that, that, that legitimizes it. So like Mox, like Moxley is obviously a German champion. He's just become champion. He's just been champion. He's he, if they put it on Moxley, I wouldn't be upset or you know I wouldn't be concerned. But like in this tournament, if you want to go str- off the strength of this tournament, Moxley's beaten Sammy Guevara. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Danielson's beaten yeah. everybody. Danielson's just beat every active champion. 
there's been an AW. Yeah, if he beats Moxley oh, next week. Yeah, he'll beat them all. And yeah. after, the, after the match, it was really cool as well. So after the match, Moxley came out, came out of the ring, and they sort of looked at each other. And just for a second, it was, we're right back to the start of the BCC, aren't we? We're like, it was, it was sort of born out of their rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool kind of like culmination to, to a degree of like the BCC sort of like in a feud of Danielson and Mox of like who's the kind of like well they've, they've, it's, it's, it's come full circle now, isn't it? like it, it was like you say it was born and that match was so tight and Moxie got the winner by the narrowest of margins it was like it was like a, a roll up wasn't it or like a backslide that went wrong and he just sort of trapped Danielson's shoulders yeah so I mean, I'm so I can't wait for this this match this week because it's going to absolutely fuck it's going to be so good yeah. I'm really excited for it Really? Yeah, right then, that that'll do it for Dynamite. Uh, again, really, really fun. Dynamite. A lot of that was a big Dynamite. Like a lot of big matches on that. I was really, really enjoyed it. Felt like they've been in like another gear. And again, but they've 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 done they've done less to do more. It feels like. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Which which has been really I really appreciated that it's, it's been a lot easier to watch. Um, right then, we'll move on to Rampage. Uh, again, it, this felt significantly less. Consequential, but it was also it was actually quite fun. Again, the back to the back to this sort of well, sort of three effectively three matches and a promo sort of format, which again lets everything breathe. Well, there was I know there were four matches here, but one of them was like a, a squash. Um, yeah. So it was like it, again, it felt like everything had a bit more time. So we start out Darby Allen uh, versus Matt Hardy. Again, as fun a match as you can probably have. These two guys have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, They've got really good ke- chemistry as well, Darby and Matt. Like, yeah, I remember when Darby was TNT champion, he had that main event with Matt over lockdown, didn't he? That no holds bar match, and it was, it was, it, was it was really really good. Yeah. At yeah. That time when Darby was just like they just made Darby hold down Dynamite for like three weeks of like main events. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this was this was fun. Um, after the match, Brody King comes up, shows up, and made my Hardy. Um, I love this. So the lights go off because Darby's on the run. The lights go off, and then they come back on. And Brody King's in the ring. And Matt Hardy's like concerned, and then Brody just like nails Matt Hardy. And then he, he, he a very um, specific promo because he says again he alludes. He says even though you cut the head off the snake, the venom can still poison you. Basically, yeah, implying that you're basically making reference to the fact that Malachi's not there anymore. Yeah, or at least for the time being. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, and then there's that really cool moment where, like, he's choking my Hardy out on the rope, on the apron. And as he's, yeah. as, he's, as, he's, yeah, as he's about to go, Julie just whips his legs out. So he's, like, literally hanging. And then Brody just drops him like he did with, with Darby, which was awesome. A uh, really cool imagery there. And, like, basically, this this is, this is Nelly. Bernie Brody himself said, this is not, this is forever. This is never ending. Yeah. As long so, as Brody King as a Paul Starby Allen's in danger. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I love it so much. Um, I'm off a bit more of that. Um, got a couple of promos up next. Um, first of all, Eddie Kingston really hates Sammy Guevara. I yeah. think I think it's legitimate as well. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, Eddie Kingston hates everybody, so it's not a surprise. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then after that, we got Jericho challenging Claudio. Which yes, please. Yes. Well, Jer- Jer- Jericho said he's he's a seven-time world champion. He wants the Ocho. Yeah. In his own and also, words. I don't think that they've ever wrestled a singles match. 
Oh, nice. I know Jericho said he's never wrestled for the Ring of Honor World title, so that's also interesting. But yeah, give me a bit of that. I'm, I'm happy with a bit of that. I'll take that. Um, yeah, perfect. Next up, again, another lovely, lovely appearance by Willow Nightingale. Always a pleasure to, to see Willow. Crowd lover. Yeah. Everyone loves her. She's, she's great. great. Uh, she's wrestling Penelope Ford. Again, good to see Penelope back and, and getting back into the swing of things. And Penelope gets to win here, which feels like a big win. Yeah. Um, yeah, it feel, really feels like they're building Penelope up now. She's back. Yeah, which is, I'm really glad to see because she's she's great and she she's done like she does really good work for AW. Like she's she's fantastic for them. Uh, and she, they put a lot of more info, uh, a lot more emph- emphasis on Kip. Yeah, he's come out with her oh. with the box and he's like he's like shouting at the box at ringside and stuff. It's 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 really ten. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, intrigued to see where they go with that. Next up, it's sad times because Ethan Page just murders Dan Housen. Yeah. Yeah, Danhausen does like the Ethan Page like talk where he like puts his finger into his cheek and Ethan just kills him with a big boot, hits the ego's edge, picks up yeah. the win. There was a bit at the start where Danhausen goes to curse him and Ethan Page just starts laughing at him, so Danhausen just slaps him. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> I quite liked. Uh, but yeah, then Ethan Page just snaps and murders him. Um sad Danhausen noses. Yeah. And then, then that day. The main event, which is a bit of a treat as well. This is a, this is a really good match. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Josh Woods for the Ring of Honor TV title. Oh, yeah, this was a banger. Like, Josh Woods is great. Samoa Joe is great. Let them wrestle each other is great. Again, who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Yeah, really, really good match. Um, Just two guys hitting each other really, really hard, which, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm always down for a bit of that. Yeah, always a fan of that. Uh, we got a little bit of a surprise as well at the end of me. The stupid sexy Wardlow coming out making the save. Oh yeah, which sets up the match for next week, which is, going to abs- which is going to absolutely bang. Which is Samojo and Wardlow versus Tony Nice and Josh Woods. So yeah. look forward to a little bit of that. Oh yes, yeah, so there we go. Yeah, it's going to be a big old eight week of AW next week because it's Grand Slam. So not only have we got two hours of dynamite, we've also got a special two hour rampage as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that should be good. Just run down a few of the matches because we've got a few seconds. Um, so we've got on Dynamite Claudio Castagnoli versus Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor World Championship, Pac versus Orange Cassidy for the Atlantic Championship, Tony Storm, Serena Deeb, Athena, Britt Baker for the Adrian Women's Championship. Swerving our glory versus the acclaim for the tag team championship, and then Brian Dennison versus John Moxley for the AW World Championship. So, literally, a show of just championship matches on Dynamite. Yeah. And then we've got, if you can believe this, eight matches announced for Rampage. Fucking hell. So, we've got Wardlow and Samoa Joe versus Tony Nese and Josh Woods. We've got Hobbs v. Starks. We've got Ray Phoenix versus Jungle Boy. We've got Jade Cargill taking on Diamante. Diamante teased that someone's coming with her. Might be Red Velvet. She said it was from the 305. Red Velvet's from Miami. Um, we've got the Golden yeah. Ticket Battle Royale, which is featuring... We, we know is featuring Andrade. Yes. And, and Hangman. And Rush And Hangman. And Penta. And Penta. Um, then we've got Sting and Darby Allen versus House of Black. Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. And the match I'm most looking forward to... Action Bronson and Hook versus Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Yeah, I can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be a, a heavy week of AW next week. I am absolutely here for it. I can't wait. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Should be very good. Uh, right, we'll call it there uh, on AEW. We'll have another quick break and then we'll pop back potentially with a special guest to talk about some rest of the world well it's just going to be GCW and TNT uh, if you listen to us on Jack's Radio as always you get some bonus music so we'll have uh, some 41 with the Hell Song and we'll have Lincoln Park with some Numb see you all in a few minutes And we're back. Okay, on to the rest of the world. It's a special rest of the world segment this week. Obviously, as we said, uh, me, Jay, Troy, Aaron, Ryan, we all went to Liverpool this weekend for some GCW action, and we have brought in special guest reviewer. NXT. Oh, is this not the right podcast? <laughs> this is not the right podcast. There's none of, none of that nonsense on here, mate. Wednesday, pal. We've opened the forbidden door. Oh, my mic's disconnected and everything. What? God. Oh. This is this. See, the love of flesh doesn't drastic go down when we ring it. Boy, <laughs> as soon as I show up, my microphone disconnected. The news pod. There we go. Oh, shit. There we You're go. It, it, it can still hear you. Someone's so it picking you up, so it, it's all fine. <laughs> um, all right. So this was a. Th- this was three nights on the bounce of wrestling. We're going to talk about all of them. There was eight matches per night. A lot of wrestling. Uh, are you are you fatigued, Aaron? How are you how are you handle it? Uh, yesterday was the struggle. <laughs> was, you, how yeah. long was your how long was your train home? Uh, eleven quarter past eleven. I left Liverpool and I got home about five o'clock. Jesus, it's a long yeah. Time. yeah, yeah, right. So we'll talk about night one first. So night one was Supreme Extreme. So this was an TNT show predominantly, but it featured a few GCW talent sprinkled in to give it a bit of. This was like, like this was like a as you said, this was the card you were least hyped for, wasn't it? And this was like yes, because obviously it wasn't GZ Dub. Yeah, this so. was just a, this was like an appetizer, like a little little taster yeah. of, of what was to come. I mean, there's still some banging matches on it, like so. We'll talk about a few of them. We'll talk about all of them actually. Um, we opened, I think. Well, did we open with was it Tate Mayfair's with Jordan Oliver? Was that the opener? No, it was uh, Driller versus Nick Wayne. Is that the opener? Jesus. Yeah. Jerk on the curtain. Uh, Dan Maloney versus Nick Wayne was, was a treat. Uh, Nick Wayne is just nuts, isn't he? He's very good. <laughs> yeah. He's very, very good. He's that also incredible. He's also incredibly good at getting dropped on his head, which happened to a lot <laughs> happened to a lot this weekend. I yeah. you're good at selling, do it. Yeah, Without actually hurting yourself. So we, we actually because we we bought we bought the VIP tickets. We got um we got a meet and greet, didn't we, with Cardona and Nick Wayne at the start of this. Yeah, and Nick Wayne has Nick Wayne is like the most chilled person I've ever met. Yeah, he yeah. you you can tell he's very young. Also, like just try to be nice, and he's got that social awkwardness about him. That teenage <laughs> social awkwardness. I mean, I mean just anyone's not aware who Nick Wayne is. He's seventeen years old. <clears throat> he's the son of Buddy Wayne. Um, he's been training to be a wrestler since he was like 12 or something stupid like that. He's been wrestling GCW for like more than over a year, hasn't he? Yes, he mm. had, uh, I think, the standout match as the Will Ospreay one is one of the memorable ones this year, alone this year. So. He, he's, he's, he's signed a deal with AEW, but he's yeah. not going to AEW until he turns 18. He's passed all his exams. Yeah, he's still in school, which is mad. Yeah. He just come away to the UK for a weekend. <laughs> so on Wednesday, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, this match was great. Uh, Dan Maloney's the TNT champion as well. Um, he won by technical neck murder. Yeah, hit him with a big driller killer for the boys. Yep. After the match, Nick Wayne holds up the uh, makes the, the, the title motion. I'd love to see them run it back for the title at some point. Yeah. 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 Easy. That was super good fun. Um, we had what was the next match, Jay? Do you have it? Do you have the order written down there? 
Uh, I don't have the order written down. I'm just going off my very fuzzy memory. So, just, just to clarify, <laughs> we, we, we all got a little lit tonight, this night, because it was the first night we were all here. None of us really oh, eaten. Well. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> much of the second half of the show. I remember some of the big moments, but it, it got a little fuzzy. Um, I, I want to say it was Blake Christian versus Dean Omar. Blake Christian versus Dean Omar was an amazing match. Blake Christian possibly was the performer of the weekend for me over the course of the three days. Uh, Aaron loves Blake Christian. Ah, I love Blake Christian. Yeah. So, yeah, he loved your middle finger. <laughs> he loved your sign twice, as well. With... Twice he kissed my middle finger. Yeah. yeah. So Aaron had a sign as well that said "Cora Jade is better," which Blake <laughs> Christian saw on the first night and looked visibly upset by. <laughs> he he couldn't miss it. I think I was what second row at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that was upsetting. But Dean Mark's great. Blake Christian's great. The match was amazing. Um, Dean Mark picks up the win. Uh, yeah, Blake Christian, again, over three matches. We'll talk about him a little bit more further on. I thought he was one of the standout performers this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's Dean Ormark's always... Dean I mean, this, this is the type of match Aaron hates. It's technical wrestling, but uh, Dean Ormark's always good for value for money. Yeah. It was there. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I went for a drink at this point, but yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of matches Aaron hates, we'll talk about the women's match next. Which one? Uh, Live Birds versus <laughs> She Wolves for the women's tag team championships. Ah, nah, nah, nah. Well, he was in it, so we we popped. <laughs> you popped and, for Molly. Uh, uh, I was going to say. Nah, 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 nah. I came out of Scotland in that, but. Uh. I haven't seen the She Wolves wrestle for ages because they've been they've not been around, and it was great to see them back. And yeah, they yeah. actually they did an actual murder on Angel Hayes to, to win the belt. They've been building that mouth. That match for months as well, haven't they? Yeah, it was meant to be at like, like it was meant to be at, it was meant to be at like um what was the one before Thrill Kill, wasn't it? Thrill Kill, yeah, it was meant to be a Thrill Kill. Um and then they didn't do it for whatever reason, and then they announced it for this, which was great. Yeah, really fun match. Again, uh title change as well. Good to see she was I mean they were obviously gonna win the belts at some point when they they're the, they're the best tag team in, in TNT. Yeah. yeah. Um I think next up was Tate Mayfair's versus Jordan Oliver. Friendly reminder: Tateness is greatness. Tateness is greatness. Uh, Tate has no fears for the bus home. No fears. No fears. No fears for the bus home. That got yeah. that got some love on Twitter. That's time I saw that. that. I, as you can tell, I was a sign guy at the show. You were the only person there with signs. <laughs> of like two hundred people, you were the only person with signs. I had what eight of them, I think, something like that. <laughs> yeah. How many? How many did you come home with? None. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I gradually lost more and more as the weekend went by. Some some guy had found your John Wayne pussy one. Yeah, so I had a John Wayne we, pussy. We sign. went and got it off him on the last day. Yeah, they were Scottish as well, the couple that had it. So basically, oh, really? yeah. So basically, what happened was we so we seen the sign on the third night, just in the very far distance. I was like, wait, that's my sign. I lost that. What happened? And then just it was a case of I went over. I was like, hey, that's mine. He's like, oh yeah, and then I heard his accent. Wait, wait, you're Scottish? What? And it just all kicked off with their ankles. They were yapping to them about where they lived and shit. It was, <laughs> it, was it was really one thing was really cool. Like there were people from all over the UK in these shows, yeah. and like all over all over Europe as well. It was great. I had my German bezies there too. My mm. two German dudes. Uh, yeah, yeah, so take take moves. John Oliver's great. John Oliver pit of the wind. John Oliver again had he's a fantastic young talent, isn't he? He's so so good. My fucking yeah. boy. East Coast days. Yeah. Yep. Uh, after that, then uh, the first the match before the break, we had Alex Colon versus Clint Mojira. This is like a little. It wasn't. 
I, I, I don't want to call this match reserved because it was still fucking nuts. I was a bit upset by it because it wasn't what we thought it would Well, be. It, it was the first, like, quote-unquote death match of, like, yeah. a three. A death, of, was it? it was a ladder yeah, match, a ladder, but, with all, yeah. but with also other nonsense. Um, But it, obviously it was the first match of, like, a three-day, like, extravaganza, so they couldn't go balls out on this one. So, after disrespecting doors constantly for about three years now because GCW use them all the time and I hate them. They're just soft tables, aren't they? Let's be honest. They're cheap tables, mate. They're cheap tables, yeah. So, like, see when you're there live, it's different because they make a weird, like, crunching noise. They make such a good noise, yeah. And you have to be in person to hear it and you can't really explain it. Like, it just makes a good crunch. So, that I that's why they use doors and I appreciate them now. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean you can't really say it was a disappointing match when Clint Death Valley driver Alex Colon through a pane of glass. Well, there was that too. Uh, <laughs> I also this was the match where I got a drink thrown all over me. Yes. Was from the fans like fighting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, Alex Colon just grabbed the pint off someone and sparked Clint with it, and it went all over you. It was great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a sticky face the whole. I was night. on the I was up on the balcony at that point, and I saw it like from like above, and it just exploded everywhere. It was amazing. It, it was, I was just standing there like, well, I uh, I guess I'll just go get buy myself another drink. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 led to the interval for that night. Obviously, they they, they sort of they're quite clever. They do all the death matches just before the intervals to go time to clean up. Yeah. Uh, coming back, we had the Kings of the North uh, beginning their call of the youth. Now, th- this was a match. I couldn't get monkeys about and I went for a drink. So- sorry, Kings of the North, Joe Lando and Callum Newman, but I did not anchor. This was my piss break. This is, one of, the this, was, this is one of the matches I was most excited for. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I had a jobby in this match. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, Kings, Kings of the North just slapping the shit out of two young lads is just my kink, apparently. Yeah, that that did it for me. Kings of North, uh, Kings of North. I mean, I know they're not your thing. They're they're a little FTR, aren't they? They're a little sort of like... yeah. I, I think that's what the issue is. Yeah, they're just a bit big boyish. Yeah, but they, they do they do they do they do, they do the tag team stuff good. They do it proper and they do big tag team moves, which I really like. And they and they just scream Irish obscenities to people while they do it, which is always fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm trying to think what we haven't covered yet. Uh, next up, I think, was... Uh, Aaron's Match of the Night. Aaron's Bezzy, Ali Catch versus Seth and Mushmo- Seth Eshimoth Martina. Aye. <laughs> Aye. I think I just... Uh, I think I just made jokes the whole time, to be honest. You, you, you got you got her. We like to drink with Ali Chan to start. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I've done, I'd done I, 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 that song. Ali had blue drink, right? So, you know, it was solidarity. Yeah, and yeah, I I sung that song way too many times that weekend afterwards. Lot lot of um, lot, lot <laughs> it of got com- lot, for me. <laughs> lot of com- lot of comedy in this match. Lot of um, yeah, lot of drinking spots. Lot of genital spots. Yeah, yeah. it was very girls, wasn't it? Mm. Ali catch up the win as well, which is which is <laughs> which is fun. Take that as you will. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ali Catch is the win. Fun match. It was just nice to see Ali Catch. You know, she's one of the biggest stars GCW, and she was weirdly the only female talent they brought over. I, I just ate me. You didn't have to say that. That was uh, disgusting. How dare you? Anyway, so- carry on. Surprised they didn't bring Dark Sheik over. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do? Uh, and then on to the main event. Um, 
which was Matt Cardona defending the internet title against a man like Darius. This has had a lot of build up online as well. A lot of um a lot of little back and forth promos, Darius. Well, Darius yeah. released a diss track for it. Yeah, which was great. Check that out on YouTube if you want to check that out. Um the crowd for this, I mean I was I was fucking hammered at this point and like just like us, the rest of the crowd were feral. Oh, see, see the that whole match, right? I had my sign up, which is now on Twitter. It's a thing on Twitter now. I'm a mark for myself. I know it's great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Woo Woo Wanker was the chant of the like whole weekend. Yeah, it was constantly. It was ridiculous. So I'm proud of myself for that. Is that something you got over, or was that like something, a was that like a pre was that a pre existing? No, I would never. I'd never heard it before. Like we, on the third night, we didn't even have the sign, and that was getting chanted. People were singing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. This 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 match this match was really good from what I, from what, what little I remember of it. I remember like being a couple of really big near falls for Darius. The crowd were red hot for him. Like really wanted to win. Cardona, to his credit, plays his part perfectly. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. He, he knows everyone <laughs> hates him. He just he just thrives on the hate. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. He did it even better on the third night as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, well, Mac, Mac Cardona picks up the win eventually with the radio silence. Well, it's and, Chelsea's bitch chance and Chelsea. What was the pagan one? Chelsea, Chelsea Pegs. Chelsea Matt, Pegs or... Cardona. Yeah, Chelsea Pegs Cardona. That's a chant I don't think we'll ever hear again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, right. We'll move on then. We'll move on to night two. Uh, so, night two was um, just, it was billed as specifically a GCW show. It was GCW Liverpool. It was weirdly, amazingly, GCW's first ever show in the UK. Man. Yeah. We we all got to be there and it was great, and we got to see some bang. I mean, this was a lot of flippy boys on this one, wasn't it? A lot of flippy boys. Yes, I'm not gonna yeah. argue. I mean, I loved it. <laughs> I, I can bring me all you flippy boys. Uh, so we started out with Blake Christian versus Jordan Oliver, um, and to the shock of everyone, Jordan Oliver got the win, baby. Let's go. Was that shot? Jet, jet, yeah, yes. Blake Christian I, has been put I, so I, heavy in GCW. I, I said to Aaron, I reckon is going to win because I feel like Oliver's protected really heavily and he was like, nah, no, Blake's going to win. Ah, Blake Christian <laughs> I, he's going well to be, above Jordan that'd be, Oliver. That'd be my favourite thing of the weekend if Jordan Oliver wins here. And it, I'll literally and he was screamed. Nearly, <laughs> he was nearly fucking crying when, uh, he, when he won. Uh, next up, well, I know it was next up, but we had also on the card what was potentially my match of the weekend I really enjoyed was the four-way so the Raddy Daddy Cole Radrick versus Joe Lando versus Tony Deppen versus Leon Slater yeah, this was a banger um, not gonna lie I think this was the most drunk night for me so yeah and by, the end of the night, is... by the end of the night I was holding you up so if you don't remember much of this then that's fair <laughs> yeah um this was this was Pina Colada uh, night. That's what P- this P- was. Pina Colada again. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Watching NXT in a restaurant drinking Pina Coladas. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this match was insane. Um, I, 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 I just want to say a quick shout out. Um, I actually spoke to Tony Deppin a little bit before the show because he owns a brewery. I own a brewery. We, we talk beer. And he's such a sweet earth. And then when he comes out as a wrestler, he's such a fucking goblin. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a like a, a tonal whiplash of character. It's like yeah, he's like fucking gobbing on people and like fucking blowing snot rockets <laughs> on like Cole Roderick's face and like yeah, just people are just like giving him so much shit. It was great. Uh, this match was insane. Leon Slater is a superstar in the making. There's a, a he's yeah, like a, seventeen as well, isn't he? He's what? Sorry, he's like seventeen as well, isn't he? He's stupid young. Yeah. Um, there's a, a moment where he jumps 
out the ring, over the turnbuckle, into the crowd, onto Tony Deppen and Cole Radrick, and they were like literally a foot in front of us. You can see on the clip of all of us going fucking nuts as it happens. Yeah. It's great. It, like, check that out on Twitter. It looks incredible. Uh, Cole Radrick's fucking... It, 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 Cole Radrick looks like a 12-year-old boy, but oh, fuck he, me, he can wrestle. He, oh, oh he, he's a saint, honestly. <laughs> oh, and Joe Lando's always... Joe, La- Joe Lando's always value for money when you throw him in these situations, so... Yeah, he's good, Joe. Yeah, this this match this match was potentially I mean it was it was so smooth as well considering this match they had to they had to basically call this on the fly because Tony Deppen was meant to be wrestling Robbie X and Robbie X couldn't make it yeah so they they sort of hashed this together at the last minute and it was fucking incredible considering even even for a match they planned out to details it was it was great but considering they literally just pulled this out of their ass this was phenomenal yeah uh, it yeah. was good absolute banger. Uh, keeping up with matches that Aaron absolutely loves, we have Millie McKenzie versus Ali Catch. I think this was weirdly the weakest women. It was still good, but I think it was weirdly the weakest women's match on the card all weekend. I just don't think uh, Millie. I love Millie McKenzie; she's great. I don't think she's as good a pairing for Ali Catch as everyone else was. I I will always say Ali Catch is a cunt. She called <laughs> me a cunt. Sorry, but, but there's so many pictures of you. Sh- you two show massive love for each other, mate. Massive love, and then fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> there was Again, a fisticuffs. I, I said it was probably the weakest women's match. It was still, I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good fun. I just think the stylistically didn't quite mesh as well as the other ones. Yeah, mm. I yeah, I'll agree with you. I remember this a lot. <laughs> Completely, yeah. yeah, everything about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I thought I thought it was a good match. I just felt like it was a little bit slow. The blocks. Mm. Uh, I I enjoyed it. It was really good to see Millie McKenzie back. It was lovely to see Millie McKenzie back. That was a big, that was a big, big um, bonus, big plus. Yeah, but the 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 pace they quite slow, and I think when you put that on the rest of the cards, when everything else was like hundred miles per hour, it was a bit. Yeah, this this is a very fast show, wasn't it? And this was and this was a very slow match on a fast show, which yeah. it, it really stood out. Yeah. 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 Um, to yeah. be fair, looking at the card. That probably it looks at in writing as well. To yeah. be honest, just <laughs> the way the names that are on other matches. Uh, next up, then we had the four way death match. So if you didn't quite get your death match fill on night one, then night two was certainly going to give it to you because this was John Wayne Murdoch versus Clint Margera versus Big Fucking Joe versus Jimmy Lloyd, and this match was silly. That was so good. I have a vague memory of something happening in this match. Something happened in the crowd. I was, I don't know, something happened. There was memories are a bit fuzzy, boys. Come on, <laughs> help me. Yeah. There was the um. No, was... you're thinking. You're no, you're thinking. thinking of... No, this is the match where um, this is the match where Clint, <clears throat> funny driver, John Wayne Murdoch off the apron through the door full of night tubes. Yeah, and it looked horrible for everybody. The noise was horrible. Glass literally went up in the air. Yeah. I was yeah. speaking to Clint after the match. He was fine. Over. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally like straight after the match. I was chatting to him. He's like, I was like, you all right? He's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, big fucking Joe got the win, pinning Jimmy Lloyd, I think, in the ring just after that spot. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I saw Clint after he hit that move, and I was like really concerned for him. I, I remember what big fucking Joe hit. Was it a tombstone onto the thumbtacks? Chokeslam, wasn't it? Was it chokeslam? It was something. He hit something yeah. onto it. He hit something onto a big load of thumbtacks. I mean, the thumbtacks came out after like five seconds. They were like instantly out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And yeah, I mean, I mean, if it, if it was a if it was a tombstone, imagine th- imagine Joe dropping a... his dropping his bare thighs onto yeah, those stunts. I think it was this match. I looked down at my paint and it had glass in it. <laughs> it still got consumed. <laughs> <laughs> Not the glass, hopefully. Just pick that out. Probably. Um, um I... <laughs> yeah. The um after this match as well, um, big fucking Joe announced that he's going to be in the Nick Gage Invitational. Yes. And John Wayne Murdoch challenged them to the first round match. Yeah. So which that's... we're getting a rematch of that. What, what you, have you have you seen Big Fucking Joe before? <laughs> yeah, he's been on um, uh, not GCW, but he's been on XPW. Yeah, oh, right. a few things. I, I fucking love him. I think he's great. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. He's one of my favorite deaths. My he's choice. been on CZW too a few times as well. Oh, right, okay. Deaths and stuff. So fair. All right, coming back from the break, we had Nick Wayne versus Joey Janela. In a match which might have actually caused Nick Wayne to get injured because he didn't wrestle on uh, Saturday yeah. or Sunday. It was when he did the moonsault off the balcony. Really? That's what injured him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was in that bit. I ran across. <laughs> I think I shoved yeah, everyone in the way. When, like, when but... he landed, he kind of like hopped on his leg. All oh, right, okay. And, like, he can't be too bad because like... he's, he's been advertised for next weekend for GCW. So it must just be a little thing. Yeah. I mean, he did. I just... he sprained his ankle or something. Yeah. Remember, he did do a moonsault off the balcony. Yeah. Like that's that I was mean, what ten I'm, feet. I mean, th- th- this this match is the worst thing I've seen happen to a child since Prince Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Joey Janela beat the piss <laughs> out of him. And like this is this was this was two night 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 two the second night in a row that Nick Gage um Nick, Gage, Nick Wayne got dropped on his head um for a yeah. finish. Okay. Yeah. Took a nasty looking package power driver in this one, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was this was a good match. Joey Janela, man, I know I know he said by his own admission he didn't really live up to his potential in AEW, but he hits different live, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I spoke to him on the last night out out the in a smoking area of a nightclub. I can tell you which one. Um, and we were talking about health insurance and guns. Fair. That, that, that was a long, detailed conversation. <laughs> two two very important topics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that was it. Was, a, it was super much. I, though, though I wasn't because obviously I'd, I'd seen you. You sort of warned me a bit about Janela. Said that he he sort of gone about he, trying to have these like technical matches now in AW in GCW. It's not that they're technical; it's that they go too long. But yeah, ev- everything felt very crisp with him this, yeah. this weekend. He I, he really he really surprised me in a, in a very positive way. I was expecting I, would... I was expecting to be a bit bored, but I really enjoyed both of his matches. Yeah, uh, that's what I was a bit skeptical of because he's done it enough times now to. Yeah, but, but he got he got an absolutely raucous reception when he came out as well. Yeah, I mean he's Julie Janela. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of raucous receptions, next up was Session Moth Martina versus Effie. Effie's reception was phenomenal. Uh, Effie is gay. Effie is gay. We, Effie we'll, is like, gay. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But like, <laughs> first of all, it was great. It was great just to see Effie just get such a massive response from from the fans and attendance, which was great. It's always yeah. like, that, and that entrance is phenomenal as well. With yeah. the Cup of Road and everything, everyone singing along. Oh, it's so good. Um, a lot of again, a lot of comedy, a lot of session moth trying to chat Effie up, trying to grind on him, trying to like, you know, um trying to trying to turn him on. And then you had a sign that said Effie is gay. And at one point, Effie uh, it point. was it was Effie. literally multicolored and yeah. it just stated Effie is gay. There and at one no... point he actually pointed at the sign to show session moth <laughs> the way it wasn't working, which was phenomenal. I really enjoyed that. That was yeah, great. Uh, a lot of we got a lot of feedback on Twitter from that one sign. Like people <laughs> watching GCW in America. It is mental. Awesome. Um 
So yeah, really, really fun match. Very, very heavy comedy. And then Effie just transitions into murder, which yeah, is is great. Effie's a great, Effie's fantastic, and he's so good at what he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he also kissed me and Jay. Yeah, only on only on the cheek though. Only on the cheek though, because his husband wouldn't appreciate it. Only Mox gets to kiss him on the mouth. Yeah. No, that's that's what he said to us. <laughs> yeah. He said he said to us that Moxley tasted like cigarette ash. Yeah. <laughs> but his husband says that's the only man that can kiss you on the lips. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I would not Mox either. <laughs> Next up, speaking of comedy matches, uh, Macardona versus Mad Kurt was really good fun. Uh, against... that, that noise at the end. <laughs> I remember that. The internet championship. <laughs> really fun comedy match. Uh, Mad Kurt doing. Mad Kurt as a face is kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, he was dabbing. Uh, and... Aaron hated him because he's like the embodiment of himself. Yeah, he's, I don't he's, like he's, he's too much of himself in him. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's, some cold, it's like hold up a mirror. He doesn't yeah. like it. Uh, uh, but yeah. I didn't appreciate someone stealing my character. Cardona won via keyboard murder, which again, as Aaron says, sounded horrendous. Just, yeah. just remember how drunk I was. That I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that noise was ridiculous. Yeah, really, really fun match. Again, Cardona working a totally different style than the night before. Same character, but working a totally different match. Cardona really impressed me over the three nights with his versatility and how how well he was able to work different styles. Uh, and and the whole time he's playing with the crowd as well. Yeah, the whole time and the crowd are fucking nuclear. They they fucking yeah. hate him. Like they are like right on him all the time, which great. Uh, right then onto the main event: uh, Alex Colon versus the returning Drew Parker. Oh, yeah. This was fucking. Aaron, do you do you remember Ooh. when Aaron Alex Colon was hanging over the guardrail and Drew Parker was throwing darts at him like three feet away from us? Oh, oh, oh! It was so good. Just seeing that dart going into his back and just pulling his skin back with it as it dangles. Oh, it was fantastic to see. Oh. This, this was this was real silly. Like Drew Parker had a massive gash on the side of his head at one point, and just his hair was. He, he looked fine, didn't he? And then like he sort of he did he did a spot, and then he, like two minutes later, like the entire like left side of his hair was just slick yeah. with blood, like just matted yeah. with blood, and it was like, oh fuck, where did that come from? Yeah, Drew was. A fucking mess at the end of this match. Well, they were not content enough just having a regular death match. At one point, Drew uh, Drew Parker brings out a, a Jeff Hardy sized ladder. Oh, it was yeah. a big ladder. <laughs> and it, he it's not even a it's not even a ladder match of the no, weekend. He just brought a ladder out. <laughs> he brought a bigger ladder than the ladder that was in the uh, ladder match. I I thought his legs were gonna hit the ceiling when he jumped off it. Well, he did, a, he, did, he, did a, he did like a sense of atomic, did he? Um, That's his finisher. Is yeah, the like off there. the ladder, through a light tube, through Alex, through a, uh, through a door. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I don't know what else you have to say about that finish, to be honest. No. It, was, it was well worth being the main event this match. It was, it yeah. was silly. It was absolutely silly. It was great. They, they beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> it was really good fun. All right, we'll move quickly on to night three. Um, we'll run through this as quick as we can. Robbie X versus Blake Christian again, really good. Robbie X first time I've ever seen him actually appear. He's been he's been one of those guys who's never at the show when he's announced for me, and he, I always think he's not real. But no, he was gonna, he was great. Him and Blake Christian had a banger again. Blake Christian strong credentials for one of the performers of. Yeah, genuinely, I think this is one of the few Blake Christian matches I actually like. <laughs> there you go. He even made you like him. That's how good it was. Uh like this match was just flipping as galore. This <laughs> match. Uh, next up, then we had Kings of the North versus the t- the the improvised team of Young, Dumb, and Cole. 
Yeah. This is fun. Jordan Oliver and Cole Radwick. Obviously, Nick, Nick Wayne was injured. Um, Kings of North just fucking murdered them in the end, though. It was, uh, it was really fun. There was that awesome spot as well where Jordan Oliver cloud cutted Corvin off the bar onto Cole and Bone. So, yes. Yeah, that was nuts. Was fucking awesome. It was great. Um, Kings of North, two really solid matches then this weekend. Uh, we had Manic Darius versus Human Goblin, Tony Devon. This was awesome. And this might have been my favorite match of the night. Yeah, Manic Darius is great. Tony Devon's great. Tony Devon, he, could, he, he, he showed off a lot more character work in this match than he did in the, in the four way. Um, just a lot more bastardry, which was really fun. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the. Just before the interval, we had the the last of the last of the death matches. Uh, Six man tag: Big Fucking Joe, Clint Majera, and Drew Parker versus John Wayne Murdoch, Alex Cologne, and Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, a couple of notable spots in this match. We had um, tattoo needles from uh, Drew Parker. Yeah, very good. Yeah, we had, a good needle. <laughs> we had we had darts again. Oh. Uh, at one point, Drew Parker threw Alex Cologne off the balcony onto and the then and then and then jumped off and then moonsaulted off the balcony himself. Yeah, that was mad. Like, it, it wasn't even just that, like, I don't know how many people were in that bundle at the floor, but there's, it seemed to be very, very crowded. Yeah. So I don't know who he jumped <laughs> Well, it was it was all the other guys in the match, the other four guys, and it was like a couple of the red shirt guys as well who were helping <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, we had, there was a board with tea lights on that Big Fucking Joe got slammed into. There was a board with toy soldiers on that somebody got slammed into. Um, yeah, just loads of fuckery. It was phenomenal. Um, was there was a knife board. Oh. Knife board. <laughs> the knife sword. board. Even get used. The knife board, like one of the knives, like bent up as well. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was rotten. Um, Team GC do pick up the win though. Um, again, really fun yeah. match. All guys show respect to each other afterwards, which was great. Um, next up, Lizzie Evo versus Ali Catch coming back to the second half. Uh, really fun match. I love Lizzie as a singles wrestler. I, she's literally Aaron's best mate now. She gives she me is back my busy mate. <laughs> yeah, piggybacks and dancing and all that noise. Oh, fuck, I'm going to speed through these. Next up, Gene Money versus Joey Janela was hilarious. Uh, Joey Janela came out to come on Eileen and crowd surfed. It was phenomenal. Uh, Gene Money is the most entertaining man in professional wrestling, the Gene Money champion of Gene Money. Um, yeah. This match was great. Again, Janela really impressed me. This match started fun and then got really nasty towards the end, which is like all good matches should. Yeah. I was quite surprised Gene didn't win this. Yeah. Uh, Joey went. Joey ain't booking. Joey ain't doing the job, mate. Yeah, Joe, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we had um, a, a surprise. So it was meant to be Shaman A versus Effie, but there was a late addition, Visage, who was meant to be injured. Yeah, we made a surprise yeah. entrance, and this match yeah. was just great. Me, me, and Aaron may have got that ruined for us. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, Shaman... someone, someone told us the day before. Shame and A picked up the win, which was surprising. Yeah. But really fun match. Uh, it was great to see, you know, all three of those guys in action, which was really, really good fun. And then the main event, uh, Driller Dan Maloney defending the TNT title against Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona owes me fucking £5.50 for my double vodka and coke. He fucking squished my cup in my hand and he <laughs> owes me. That was a full cup. Mate, <laughs> you, you spent the entire weekend calling him a woo-woo wanker. But yeah, I think he's allowed. I think he's allowed to get that one over <laughs> This match was great. Like It felt like a big fight. Cardona was riding the hate off the crowd. The crowd were red hot. Um, like the, the first, like, it was a twenty odd minute match. The first ten minutes, they, they barely touched each other. It was just Matt Cardona like, riling the crowd up. Like It was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mercado, and it was like literally getting nuclear heat by the end of that. Yeah, it was so good. And then eventually, a result that semi surprised me. Uh, he, uh, yeah. Me and you both spoke about it and thought the driller was losing the belt. Yeah, especially now they're coming back next year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no one driller killer, just one. Uh, just to one. be fair, I was. Matt, it's not often Matt Cardona loses in no. matches these days anymore. So I was genuinely shocked that Dan Maloney got the win, yeah. even though it was like for his TNT title. Like, that's, it's, that's, that's, it's, it's a huge match. Oh, Drillers had that for a year. So we were yeah. thinking, oh, yeah. He's, beat he's, everyone. Probably... He's, beaten, he's beaten everyone in TNT. Yeah. There's no one else. Yeah. Really. Fuck it. Like, you surely can't do it. That's how you get it off him. But no, so there you go. Um, what a what a weekend of wrestling. Are you coming back for it next year, Aaron? Of course. <laughs> yeah, so they, are, they announced they are coming back in 2023. So if you didn't get tickets this time around and you heard how boss it was, including what we've just told you, absolutely get tickets for next year when it comes back. I genuinely cannot wait. No, it was the best three days of wrestling I've ever seen. Not just from the from the ring perspective, it was great. But just having all the fans around, all my friends around, that the crowd were red hot. We had we had a load of our mates down. It was really good fun. If you're ever coming and you see us at the show, come and say hello. You know, by all means, we'll, we'll be giving maybe, maybe, maybe not Aaron, but we'll be nice to you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I was nasty. To everyone, don't you, worry you, about you, it. You, everyone you, gets treated you, the you, same. You, you, you take your life in your hands. If you talk to I, 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 I crippled Lizzie's back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> right on that note, we're going to call it a day. Um, yeah, we're going to go get some much needed sleep. I think. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for, for joining us this week. Uh, we'll see you next week for AEW Grand Slam and all the associated nonsense. Take care. We'll see you all real soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House. Here. <laughs>